0: I love this kind of podcast because I I think we need to be real, right, and and raw when we talk about things like we I'm not going to sugarcoat here.
1: Hello and welcome to season two of BMG Talk by Brands Media Group. I'm Alana, the host of this podcast. To kickstart the new season, we are joined with Patricia, the founder of Patchy Collective, a Brazilian jewelry company. And she's going to tell us all about the highs and the lows of starting your own business. If you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh. <laughs> That's a hard one. but I could eat one thing,
0: uh, I think it would be, uh, I, love, I love risotto. So I think it would be like, yeah, risotto. Yeah.
1: Good choice. Good choice. <laughs> And when you were growing up, what did you want to be?
0: Uh, I think I always wanted to be either a fashion designer or an actress. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, you're still designing things.
0: Yeah. And I did finish my fashion designer degree. So I think that, yeah, that's... Yeah. Baby
1: Patricia is proud. And What kind of animal do you think you're most like?
0: A bird. Yeah.
1: A bird? How come?
0: Uh, Yeah. I just really like the freedom to... Uh, be traveling to places and getting to know different people different experiences uh yeah i feel like a bird yeah for sure like just being free yeah i love that
1: and so can you tell us about yourself your background and how you decided to start patchy collective
0: Yeah, uh, so I am from Brazil. I came to Canada when I was about 18 years old. So I've been in Canada now for quite a while. I'm 38 now. So uh, I feel like I've lived half of my life in Brazil, half in Canada. So I'm kind of between. Um, But yeah, I I always had a passion for fashion. Uh, I worked my whole, um, my professional career was in retail so like uh, management in retail managing big big stores and uh i kind of did a little bit of all the behind the scenes like i did a little bit of visual merchandising i did a little bit of buying um i did uh operations manager so i feel like because I was so well versed um, in all aspects of retail and I have such a passion for fashion and jewelry was always with me. It was something that I was always obsessed with. It was always part of me getting ready. And uh, I really like shared memories through, through jewelry and accessories Um, when the pandemic hit, I started to, I decided to start my own jewelry company. Um, So I started to just connect with vendors in Brazil and see how I could do everything overseas and bring everything to Canada. I always felt that we needed something more in Canada in terms of accessories and jewelry. Um, I love the jewelry here and I love how people dress and things like that. But I felt that we don't have a lot of color and we, you know, I wanted to kind of push a little bit with the accessories and bring things that are a little bit more bold and statement and colorful, things that you really don't see here. And I kind of, I think I saw a gap in the market and a niche that could be great in Canada. So I decided to try and uh, to start my business. So that's that's how everything started. And I was pregnant at the same time. So uh, it's it's been a journey. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Women are so powerful. The fact yeah. that you can do all that while pregnant. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how, what would you say would be the biggest lesson you've learned or the hardest lesson you've learned? Yeah,
0: life? I I think the biggest, uh, I think when you, st- before you start like being an entrepreneur or a business, I think you kind of rationalize in your head how things are going to be or, you know, it's going to be easy. Like I work at retail my whole life, I know how to do the ins and outs. This is going to be a piece of cake. I think the biggest lesson is that. I learn lessons every single day. I think that for me, it's kind of like reinventing myself every single day and kind of learning something new every day. That I don't know everything. That I need, I need people and I need community and I need support. Uh, which you know, in the beginning, I thought I could do everything by myself. So I think that the biggest lesson here was to kind of take a step back and um, really look at my community and how I can get support from people and learn from people and be humble if I don't know something and. Um, really kind of learn from my mistakes as I go. So I think the biggest lesson um, is that I actually didn't know anything that I'm really learning a lot as I'm going through this journey. I think that the biggest and the hardest kind of go hand oh. in hand. But yeah, I think that the hardest, I think it it, it also is to um, make sure that I'm teaching my followers and people on Instagram and just the community here, how to wear the species in Canada, because I think that it is outside of people's comfort zone. So um I think that it's really putting myself out there and trying to teach everyone how to wear the pieces, how to style them. Uh, and I think that that's all very new uh, to clients in Canada because they are very comfortable with their, you know, little dainty necklaces and things very minimal. So I think that um, it's it's been, I'm having to, I think, thinking outside of the box a lot in terms to introduce something so different and new to Canada.
1: And can you give an example of how you have taught? your canadian community how to do that
0: yeah i've been doing lots of things in terms of uh like organic marketing with instagram and tiktok and just uh putting myself out there with reels and you know all those things were very foreign and new to me before i started this journey because i didn't even know how to do those things so it, it's part of my growing and, and my learning um but I think that uh the reels, I think a lot of people get inspiration from how what I'm wearing and how I'm wearing the jewelry and just kind of being consistent and showing up every day and, and talking to people and how can they wear things, just giving them examples through reels and also through um through my community. I've been doing a lot of pop-up markets here and in person, like we have we're doing some events. And then when I'm one-on-one with people, just teaching them how to style or overcoming objections in the moment and really like dressing them up and kind of having fun of the process, even if people don't know. And they ask lots of questions, which is great. Like they always come and like, oh, how would you wear this? And I'm like, oh, let me put it together for you. So I think it's really like just educating the clients here. Uh, I have a lot of clients in the U.S. actually that I feel like they're a little bit more fashion forward and they're a little bit more, you know, oh, I know how to wear this big statement necklace and they go for it. But I think with Canadians, it's it's been a little bit of a learning curve. Um, and I think that in person is always great too. So really being part of the community. Yeah.
1: Definitely. As an entrepreneur, how do you stay motivated? I love hearing you talk about your company. Like you just seem so excited. So how do you how do you keep that motivation going?
0: Yeah, I think when you're an entrepreneur, I think that uh there are gonna be good days and are gonna be bad days. I I, I love this kind of podcast because I, I think we need to be real, right? And, and raw when we talk about things like we I don't, I'm not gonna sugarcoat here. I'm not always self-motivated. Um, I think that I get I get a huge pump and inspiration from other women too that I've been connecting with and I'm learning so much from them. So I've been going to women entrepreneur events uh, that we all kind of gather ideas and we talk about things and you know things like that really fuel me because I see that we're kind of on the same boat. We're all trying to learn. We all don't know the answers, but we're kind of pursuing our dreams, right? Uh, So I think that my motivation is because I kind of I want to bring beauty. I want to bring something different to Canada. I want to empower women. Um, I want to I want it to be I, I think that by the end of the day, I want it to be more than just jewelry. I want to be I want it to be a lifestyle and I want women to kind of come together in my community. So I think that that's what fuels me and what keeps me motivated and going um because when someone buys my piece and they're like wow it made such a difference like they're sending me photos of somewhere they went or uh or they didn't even buy from me but i had a connection with them in some kind of event and we became friends and you know we're kind of feeding off of each other now and we're giving each other's ideas uh so i think that this this is what fuels me and keeps me going what keeps, keeps me motivated it's to really build a community um just kind of learn from other women that are on the same boats and kind of support each other and that's that's really motivating for me yeah
1: yeah I love to hear about women supporting women and it's nice I feel like it comes with maybe your Brazilian background like being from Brazil because ca- Canadians and North Americans in general have this very like individualistic mindset yeah where, and especially just being an entrepreneur you know you're starting off by yourself most likely unless people have like a co-founder but it's it could probably be this very lonely process so it's nice co-founder. that you're finding people to connect with, to keep you motivated. It's really- yeah,
0: you got it. Yeah. And that's what I felt in the beginning that I was very isolated because I was doing everything by myself. And you know, when you're just in a room by yourself, trying to take photos or trying to do things, it's, it, it can be very, very overwhelming, the whole experience, because you don't really know what you're doing. Am I doing this right? And I'm like, is this going to go somewhere? Like who is out there? Right. But I think that once I started connecting with people, Um, and once I started having support of the community, I think everything changed for me because I felt like I wasn't alone. Um, and then, and then a lot of other women were kind of in the same boat as me. And then we started sharing, we started giving ideas and they would give me like honest feedback. Oh, this work, this doesn't work. Like you should do something different next week. Uh, and that's so cool to see that, you know, women just really supporting each other. So I think that once, um, and even my followers just having that exchange from people and what's working what's not like I always try to do quizzes on my stories as well and just get people feedback so all of that like really having that communication is really important to me yeah
1: definitely and right now is it is it just you or do you have a team you're working with well so right now it's just me
0: um I'm doing everything Um, I'm like a website, social media, I do have help, of course, when we do photo shoots that we have a photographer and a model and things like that. But on the day to day, that's, that's all me. Yeah. Yep.
1: Wow. One woman show. Good for you. Do you, do you have a vision of hopefully having a team one day?
0: Yeah, like, I I really hope that I can have a team one day, I really hope that I can have that I can help other women to to uh, follow their dreams and to achieve what makes them happy. Uh, so I I really hope so that one day we can scale and we can grow like that, that that's that's like a dream for sure. Yeah. I hope that
1: for you also. Um, you. Before you mentioned reels and how it can be complicated with just Instagram and stuff. How do you stay up to date with trends? And how do you come up with ideas for your social media content?
0: yeah i think uh i've been doing a lot of research and just following i think that like i feel like nowadays you have everything at your fingertips right like you just really have to look for it or research and i've been doing a lot of research online about um the trends with reels what's working what's not um like even following like marketing agencies like you guys you guys always give great tips on instagram and uh, what Instagram is bringing that's new or what's happening on TikTok. So just being on top of like trending audios and trending reels, but always being true to myself, because I wouldn't be able to do something that is just trending. I like, it has to make sense for the algorithm, because of course you want to push that content, but mm-hmm. at the same time it has to make sense to me and who I am as a person and as a brand. Um, so I always try to take all that information and like, okay, and how I'm going to apply that now to myself and how I'm going to make that true to the vision that I have uh so always being being true to that because I think there's so many trends and you know people just trying to copy each other and I'm just trying to really uh, keep the noise a little bit out, but at the same time, like you do need to research and you do need to know what's going on out there. Cause I feel like the algorithm is constantly changing now and you got to be in the loop with these things. Uh, so I, I don't have anyone helping me behind the scenes yet with this, but, uh, hopefully in the future I can even have, um, someone that's really going to do that research for me. But for now, it's just, it's just all me just trying to keep on top of all the trends. Yeah
1: good for you i mean you're doing well your instagram is beautiful and really yeah clearly the research is working out and it's nice to like you said that we have it right at our fingertips so that is a blessing for sure yeah
0: yeah for sure yeah i even feel like um Yeah, even from you guys, I got like there even like apps that you guys talked about once, like the Teza app. I found it through you guys and there's so many tips that I even got from you guys that it's so, so good. Yeah. So I really appreciate that. But uh, yeah, just having like like things like that with us supporting each other and um, you just kind of going for it and digging for the information and kind of finding um, other than just sitting back comfortably, like, you know, I feel like a lot of people are just like, Oh, I don't know how to do that. And I'm just going to wait and see. And for me, I feel like I'm a little bit of a go-getter. And if I don't know the answer, I'm going to go and find it. I'm going to try to make it better. So
1: yeah. Uh, I wouldn't even say a little bit. You seem like you very much are a go-getter, which is, <laughs> but so being an entrepreneur is definitely a full-time job. And like you said, you know, not sugar things. Do you, how do you, find balancing your work life and your personal life
0: yeah it's it's hard (laughs) i i think that you will i don't know anyone so far i don't know anyone that actually has a balance uh i think that it's always going to be a little unbalanced (laughs) um i think that we all try to do our best by the end of the day um i i've i've come up with strategies and things on my day-to-day that because I have a baby as well at home, I have my, my two-year-old at home full-time with me. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so that's also really challenging. Uh, wow. So I feel like I, I came up with like routines with my husband and things on our day-to-day that had to change because I just can't you know speak with vendors and people from my community and put up events and all of that while I'm also watching a two year old so it's really hard and tricky but at the same time I want to be I want to be here, be here for, for him right so um it's i think i uh, we set up like a really nice routine that's working for us now uh and we also it's been just two weeks but we finally hired a babysitter and nice. she's helping us a lot in the afternoons so it gives you a little bit of a break right
1: nice. Yeah, I mean, um, it's it's hard when it's a baby baby, right? But I'm sure now uh, that yeah, now that your child's two, it's like, okay, you can finally trust someone a little more to spend some time with them and help you out.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think I think it took me a long time to really ask for help. Mm. Um, and I think I should actually have done that sooner. Um, even for my mental health and for the load of things that I was doing at home and with my business and everything, it started getting busy and i i i was like no i again i can do it all but i cannot do it all um so i think that i got to the point last month there was like no i'm gonna ask for help and i'm gonna look for someone because we don't have family in canada i mean he does have family in toronto but not in we're in vancouver um so we don't have anyone in vancouver so it's uh it got tricky and i was like you know what i'm gonna ask for help i'm gonna voice it and it just made a world of a difference even her coming like three hours in the afternoon and just helping out a little bit um so i think that when you really have to come up with strategies um and even on my day-to-day now I kind of, from the moment I wake up and so I go to bed, I kind of, I have an agenda and I'm more organized with what I'm going to do. Uh, so I think that that helped me streamline things a lot because um, I think I was just all over the place trying to do everything at the same time. Um, so now I really like, I'm like, okay, I have a meeting with this person this time. I'm going to wake up this time. I'm going to take him out at that time and come back. So I, I think I, the strategy and the day-to-day became more routiney. and then I asked for help. Yeah.
1: That's good. Yeah. It's really a good life lesson that I feel like it's hard to finally ask for help. But once you do, you're like, wow, why didn't I do this sooner?
0: You got it. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and can you talk about the difference? So now you said you've been in Canada for like, it feels like half your life. What can you talk about the difference of what it's like life in Brazil versus life in Canada?
0: Yeah, it's I feel like it's very, it's, it's very different. Uh, yeah. Life. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, life in Brazil, I feel like everybody everybody in Brazil is full of life, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's really like out and about, it's always hot and sunny, like you want to go to the beach every day. Like, you know, my sister works and midday she's just going to jump at the beach really quick and then she goes back to work. <laughs> so it's a completely different lifestyle where in Canada you're very indoors and uh people are themselves. Um so I think since I came to Canada uh, i feel like i'm never going to fully be like totally canadian i'm always going to be half and half because i i feel like i have that in my veins but um i think that the difference in culture and the weather um and you know i think like for me the reason why i came to canada cuz the per- opportunities here were so much nicer than in brazil right so we even though it's a beautiful beautiful country we still have so many challenges in terms of violence and poverty and things like that so uh, for me, it was a decision that I did like really early on in my life because I kind of didn't see, I couldn't picture how my life would be in Brazil when I was 18. I just saw everybody really struggling, and the violence was something really big for me that I didn't feel safe. Um, like you couldn't even get a bus. That you know you didn't know if you're gonna go back home or if you went out with your friends, like you had. Like my parents would be calling me all the time, making sure I would get home at a certain time because, you know, so many things can happen. So I just didn't, like, as I said before, I'm a very free person and I like, you know, to just move around and do things. And like, even with a child now, I'm so happy that I'm in Canada because I couldn't imagine having a life with him back home uh, where you have to be watching constantly. And from the time that I left when I was 18 to now, Brazil got so much worse. So Mm -hmm. the... Yeah, the issues there now are really, really big. And uh, since the pandemic, things became really, um, really scary there. So, yeah, I think for me, the bottom line was the violence and uh, more opportunities in terms of jobs and things like that. And I really wanted to grow professionally. So I decided to come to Canada and I I am so thankful to be living here. Like Vancouver is such a beautiful city when you have, you know, every city, there's always pros and cons. You kind of just have to see what you want to live with? I think for me, uh, safety was a non-negotiable. Uh, so I really wanted to and to be able to give that to my son right now. I'm really happy that we live here, uh, but I will I will always miss you know the food, the culture, the people, uh, the warmth. Like every time I go back home, it just it just feels right. It feels like you know like like if people are just very like you go there, everybody hugs you, they kiss you, they you know it just it's it's just a very different culture but i'm really thankful for both and for both like all the experiences that i had in my life uh with canada and brazil but i'm there's always going to be a part of me that it's going to miss brazil but it's just unfortunate how the country got and um the fact that i don't really feel safe there and i um uh, yeah i just think that uh i will probably live in canada for many years yeah I just uh, think that it's a great country for opportunities as well, professionally. Yeah.
1: And especially like you mentioned with a child, like you were already uh, your parents are texting, we're texting you, making sure you get home. Like imagine that stress they went through. Like I'm sure you don't want to go through that
0: yeah yeah exactly yeah like last year in september i went to brazil with my son uh and to visit family and it was amazing you know we had such a great time but the whole time you have to be watching over your shoulders you have to make sure that you don't take a purse with you anywhere you go because you can get robbed and you know there's just or your kid can get kidnapped in the back seat of your car so just Mm -hmm. really crazy things like that that i just uh you know, even though it was a great experience and I was with family, I was always very like aware of my surroundings. And I just don't think that's a feeling I want to have like long term, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. This is a reminder for me. I feel like myself included and a lot of Canadians, we take for granted how yeah. of a country Canada is. And then when I hear people like like you, when they came here for these reasons of like safety is huge, right? But that is yeah. a huge reason to want to, you want to feel safe every day. So yeah, it's yeah, important that- to not to take Canada for granted.
0: Yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah, for sure.
1: And so as with everything you've learned, if someone, if I decided, I'm like, I'm telling you, I'm st- I am I want to start a new business. What should I do? What, what advice would you give me?
0: Oh, wow, okay. I would say for you to be resilient <laughs> and to don't give up on the first challenge that you have. Uh, because it's really easy for us to just give up. And there are going to be so many things that you don't foresee when you start your business. Um, And it's so easy to just like, oh, no, you know, I'm just gonna try something else. This is not for me. This is too hard. And I think that the people that actually make it and the people that are actually successful are the ones that kept trying and didn't give up and pivot and uh, change their strategies and try something new and kept going um so i think the advice i would give you is um to uh, find support in your community uh to ask for help to be resilient um and yeah to constantly be learning and trying different things and think outside of the box and just uh uh just kind of i feel like it's not just a professional journey it's like i'm reinventing myself as a person too as i go through this um and just really finding who i am and what i like and Um, how I want my business to grow. I feel like it's always a reflection how I'm growing my life as well, which is, has been a very special journey. Um, So I think that uh, you've got to be resilient and you've got to ask for help and uh, just find support within your community. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's really good advice. Can you talk about a specific setback you ever had where like something specific that happened during your entrepreneur journey where you maybe ever thought like okay I don't want to do this or if you ever had that thought like something where you were like I have to keep pushing
0: yeah uh yeah lots of <laughs> <laughs> it's like
1: going through the list in your head it's like
0: okay, which one... <laughs> the list in my head right now there's so many um but I think yeah I I've had so many setbacks so for example uh lots of challenges with vendors um getting to know each vendor and making sure that you're getting the quality that you're asking for uh i think that sometimes so i had setbacks where i was talking to people for a long time i bought things from them uh went through the whole thing with shipping and taxes and duties and all of that and then the pieces come here broken uh and then you spend all that investment and time right like with uh, like having to do all the research and things just come broken and like in brazil um because lots of things are like handmade and uh, vendors in Brazil they uh their policy there is that there there's no refunds so it's not like in Canada oh, that you can <laughs> that you can actually just go to a store and get your refund or get an exchange once you buy you buy it's yours so good luck um so i <laughs> so i yeah so i think i had some setbacks in the beginning um with uh with people uh that were not truthful to like their, their product and when things got here they were not what i expected and they didn't stay behind their product they didn't give me an exchange or a refund or anything like that so that was a big setback um and you, you probably i'm like wow i put all my investment through this like what am i gonna do now maybe i should just quit right because like i can't i can't do this again and you kind of feel very um and that's in the beginning when i felt very isolated and didn't have anyone to talk to because i was like okay, like, I don't know how to, how to restart from this, how to go from here. Um, so I think that that was a big one. Um, or even when you put, when you put a lot of effort or excitement through a launch and you put everything through a website and you go through photography and you go through the whole thing and then you don't sell anything or you hear crickets. So it's like, oh, well, wait a second. Like I thought, you know, I had this website and I had this, but it's like, nobody really knows you, right? Like, wait a second. Like, what are you doing? So I think in the beginning, it was very like I had this like um, grandiose idea that I was going to have, you know, a website and I have an Instagram. Now I'm just going to put my pieces there. I'm going to sell it all. Like, why not? They're beautiful. I love it. <laughs> but yeah. it wasn't really like that. Right. So uh, I think you really have to get people's trust with time uh, mm-hmm. and you have to teach them product knowledge you have to teach them the product you have to teach them the quality you have to teach them how to wear it so it's a constant work uh every single day and i think that um you know those setbacks and like with with vendors with shipping here was very difficult too for me to kind of like know how to go my way about taxes and duties and how I was gonna ship everything here in in a manner that things wouldn't break and everything would be perfect. And I had to have help from people in Brazil with logistics and things like that. So I think that this whole process really set me back. Um, and the whole excitement in the beginning of you putting things on a website and things not selling, I think that that you feel a little bit like a failure, right? Or you feel like a little bit like, oh, like I maybe I'm not good enough at this, right? but you're just starting like, like you, you, people don't really know about you. Like you didn't gain anybody's trust. Like, why would they buy from me? Right. So I think that in the beginning, um, I had to take a step back. I had to, uh, and that's when I started like looking for my community, looking for people that actually knew what they were doing, talking to other people, talking to other entrepreneurs, uh, and trying to find answers, and and then uh, start pivoting and changes, changing my strategies, changing things on Instagram, and then trying again and trying again and trying again until the time that I was like, okay, maybe people are liking this now, but it, it takes time. It's 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 a process and you want to make sure that you're gaining people's trust and that they believe in your products as much as you do. Right.
1: For sure. Yeah. A reminder to trust the process. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And my final question is what's next for you, for Apache collective what's what's in the future
0: yeah so there are lots of exciting things uh happening i'm i'm really excited with some collaborations that are going to happen this year uh and people get involved with my brand too and uh we're also in a boutique here now in vancouver so uh yeah so that's you know uh definitely want to expand to more boutiques here uh and put my products in some stores in here that actually has that they have the same vision as my brand and just uh Yeah, I definitely want to grow. And I even thought of um, I've been in the works uh, to do a podcast as well. Hopefully this year still. (laughs) So
1: that's a process too. let me tell you, I thought it would be so easy. And then I'm like now editing. I'm like, oh, turns out it's not. Well, things we think are easy might not always be, but it's it's fun to learn. Yeah,
0: okay. So maybe I'm gonna definitely get some tips from you guys.
1: (laughs) Please ask ask me anything, (laughs) never.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I think that um yeah, I think I want to do that. I want to do a, I still want to, I have a, a dream of having a podcast to bring uh, women, the community, entrepreneurs, and maybe even moms together just to, to talk about our struggles and uh, what we go through the, every day. Because I feel that you see all the bigger picture and you see all the successful people out there, but you don't really know the ins and outs and what happened in between. Uh, so I want to have really uh, real, raw conversations with people. So that's a dream of mine. Um, And hopefully I'll be able to expand my jewelry collection, some boutiques. And uh, we have some really uh, fun partnerships and collaborations coming this year as well for for the brand. So I'm excited.
1: Yeah, I'm excited, too. I can't wait to see this all come to fruition.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for always supporting me and my business. You guys have been so great since the beginning, Sharon, as well. So um, thank you for being part. I feel like you guys are part of my community. Um, And yeah. Yeah, so uh, I appreciate you guys so much. You know, like little things you guys do here and there. and You never ask anything in return. You guys are just really wanting to support women. And, and that's so amazing, so rare to see. So I, I really appreciate that.
1: A huge thank you to Patricia and to all of you for taking the time to listen. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast and go follow us on Instagram at Friends Media Group. Until next time.